You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joey Weimer just had a huge game. Let's break it down on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Thursday, June 8th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's get into some former top prospects that are making some noise. Joey Weimer went 4 for 4 with a double dong, 5 RBI, and 3 hard hit balls. Over his last 11 games, he's batting 378 with much improved plate discipline. Jesus Sanchez of the Marlins went 3 for 4 with his 6th home run. Crushed it, 445 feet. That's back-to-back games with a homer for him. And Nolan Jones, two for four with a sock and a shoe, his second home run, his second steal. That homer was 483 feet. (laughs) I don't care that it was in Coors Field. That's pretty amazing. Uh, Scott, how do you rank these former top prospects? Joey Weimer, Jesus Sanchez, Nolan Jones. I think I'm going to rank them just like that for now. Weimer, Jones. Uh, I'm sorry, Weimer Sanchez Jones with the caveat that Nolan Jones of the Rockies, if if he can secure regular playing time in that ballpark, uh, he's probably going to leap to number one on this list. Nolan Jones, former top prospect in the Guardians organization, was hitting 356 with an 1193 OPS at AAA at the time of his call up. It just seems like the Rockies have been reluctant to use him, to commit to him, and, and he's playing now because there are some injured players. So we'll see if that continues for Jones. I do want to get into Weimer a little bit more because obviously this was a huge game. His numbers in his last eight games, a 481 batting average, three home runs, two stolen bases. And this is a guy who himself, you look at the minor league numbers and it's hard not to be impressed. He was, each of the last two seasons, uh, hit no fewer than 20 homers, stole no fewer than 30 bases, had good on base skills that he showed in the minors did strike out too much, but that hasn't been so much his issue as a rookie. The strikeout rate hasn't been as bad as I feared it would be, which makes the lack of production a bit surprising. Um, average exit velocity has been on the low side. Max exit velocities look fine. Like the upside is there for Joey Weimer. He just needs to be more consistent. And hopefully this eight game stretch, small sample still, but hopefully it's the first indication of him kind of coming around to that and, having a better feel for how major league pitchers are going to attack him and making the necessary adjustments to take off and live up to that upside. I think certainly in five outfielder leagues, you might want to give Weimer a look again. And that dude does not get cheated, man. If you watch him swing the bat, he is swinging all out. I think obviously with two strikes, he's got to cut it down a little bit, but yeah, he's he's been a fun player to watch so, uh, so far in his career. Let's talk about the new John Gray, Scott. New and improved. He took a tough luck loss. Complete game up against the Cardinals. A four-hitter. Allowed one run, 12 strikeouts, zero walks, 23 swinging strikes on 100 pitches. And back on May 8th, 
his slider gained three miles per hour of velocity, averaging 87 miles on that pitch, and he's been able to maintain that velocity. And over this six-start stretch, a .84 ERA, a .65 whip, just over a strikeout per inning. Scott, how much are you buying what you're seeing from John Gray right now? Mostly. I'm pretty enthusiastic about it. Okay, so you gave the ERA and whip over that six-start stretch, which are amazing, .84.65. But just over a strikeout per inning, you said. And that's including this 12-strikeout effort on Wednesday. So what what's going on there? There there aren't enough strikeouts to convince me that uh, that he's going to be able to sustain something close to this, right? Well, even though the strikeout rate is eh, kind of iffy, his swinging strike rate during that six-start stretch, 16.2% which is amazing and a better indicator probably that the stuff is playing up prior to the six start stretch. It was only 10% other end of the spectrum. So yes, changes are occurring here for John Gray. He does have a pretty blah track record. Obviously a lot of that was in Colorado, which was working against him. He's tantalized us with his potential before kind of underwhelmed even last year, his first year with the Rangers. So is he just hot right now and he's going to normalize with, you know, kind of middling numbers again. That's a possibility. But I do like what I'm seeing there with the swinging strike rate, especially. Scott, let's wrap up here with Michael Harris, who had a huge game. He went three for four with his third home run, 443 feet. And perhaps there's no player that we get more questions about than Michael Harris. He was a third or fourth round pick. He's batting 181 on the season. But a game like tonight and what he did last season as a 21-year-old, I can't drop him. You want to bench him, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I think this is the reason why we hold Michael Harris for now. Well, yeah, I mean, just clearly his best game of the season, the three for four with a, you know, he didn't just have a home run and the double. He had a home run that he hit 443 feet to straightaway center to put the Braves ahead. So it was like a clutch moment. And the double came to tie the game. And that one, the batted, you know, he hit that one 104 miles per hour. So these were legit hard hit balls in big moments for Michael Harris. The three hits were the most he's had in a game all season. It was only his third multi-hit game all season, which you know explains partly partly explains why his numbers are so bad. But um as we've pointed out in our other Michael Harris discussions, the exit velocity readings look very similar to last year. The plate discipline actually a little better than last year. Uh and and I've you know kind of going through this piecemeal game by game every time I think to look, okay, what what are his what are what do his exit velocities look like on individual batted ball events in this particular game? I open it up and more than I can recall seeing for any other player, I'm seeing Michael Harris, okay, he goes 0 for 4, but his expected batting average on all these batted balls was 450. You know, so like it seems like there's been a fair amount of bad luck. I'm not saying that's all it's been for Michael Harris, but uh, clearly he's still making the kind of contact and the amount of contact that's necessary for success. And hopefully this is the start of him coming out of his, uh, his season-long funk. All right, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.